This podcast is offered by Jikoji Zen Center on the web at jikoji.org. Our programs are made possible by donations from people like you. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. A small crew sangha here at Jikoji and to the Zoom circle. Good morning to everyone. Uh, I would particularly like to say I've just returned from traveling, been gone for about a month, and uh, how much I uh, appreciate, uh, deeply appreciate, and uh, honor the, uh, the what we might call the local crew that was here that has sustained Jokoji and the connection that we have. Um, through this, through Zoom, and um, to the to the connection that we have as a extended sangha, um, I'm very happy to come back from my travels and to uh, feel the strength and support of Jikoji during this time, and also the the uh, strong connections to all of you. So thank you all for being with one another, being with us. Thank you so much. Mm. So uh, this morning I'd, I'd like to begin in a traditional way with the, uh, the teaching from our, our tradition, our, our wonderful, rich uh, tradition. This is a case uh, from the Shogiroku, from the Book of Serenity, case uh, 12. It's entitled, Daizang, Planting the Fields. There's a little uh, kind of cute introduction that I like uh, that I'll read first. The introduction says, scholars plowing with the pen, orators plowing with the tongue. We patch robe ones, lazily watch the white ox on open ground, not paying attention to the rootless, auspicious grass. How to pass the days. That's the introduction. And here's the case. Daizeng asked Jinshan, where do you come from? Jinshan said, from the south. Daizeng said, how is Buddhism in the south these days? Jingshan said, there's extensive discussion. Gaijan said, how can it compare to me here plowing, planting the fields and making rice to eat? Jingshan said, what can you do about the world? Daizang said, what do you call the world. <laughs> this case is uh, an important one to me. Uh, I've tried to approach it before, and I think during this time, this transitional and tender time that we have in our society and in our, our lives, um, Maybe we could look at this again. 
and ask, what, what, what is the world? What do we call the world? I've been, I've been, um, I've been gone from, for oh, about a month. Okay. I got a window come up on the screen. I've been away from Chikoji for about a month and I've been, I've been out in the world. I mean, driving uh, back to the Midwest to visit family and friends and, um, and to do a ceremony in New Mexico and uh, connecting with people, having a sense of feeling a sense again after such a long time of isolation here a sense of the greater world, you could say. And I've come back, uh, well, it's been difficult to come back. Actually, I feel like I'm still arriving. Um, I'm a little shaky, a little uh, foggy from the experience of being away and um, still getting back into the practice, into the daily practice. I've had the experience of uh, encountering the world, both uh, the world, the world, the world on the highway, the world of meeting friends, the world of being out. Um, both positively and negatively. And uh, I have to say that I've been very much impressed with the connections and the, uh, the way, the integrity that people have in, in staying safe and connected at the same time and, um, and keeping, you could say, keeping the collective vow to be to be mutually safe, um, it, it's out there, and people are people are doing it, and it's wonderful to see. It's wonderful to see. Um, I've also experienced people who are are uh, or noticed people that are are far from that vow and are resisting that vow and are. Expressing their autonomy and independence, and in, uh, being uh, being at risk to themselves and others. So I kind of have asked myself, how how is this working? How is this situation that we have? being separate and connected together. What is the world? That's kind of, right now, that's kind of a, uh, a koan for me. And a friend asked me for a koan and I'm 
offering that to him as well. What is the world? So lately I've been going around uh, as I pick up a teacup or as I touch something or as I move my body through a door into, from one space into another, I'm kind of carrying this koan of saying to myself, what is the world? Or is this the world? Sometimes I say, is this the world? Is this the world? Is this cup the world? <laughs> the uh, The Buddha asked this question in uh, the Mayajama Nikaya, uh, one of the Pali Sutras. He said, what monks is the world? And he answered his question, the eye and shapes, nose and smell, tongue and taste, body and tactile objects, the mind and mental objects, these form the world as we know it. When an eye and shape are there, then the consciousness of seeing arises. From consciousness of seeing comes sensation. That which is thought over is projected outward as the external world. So I declare that this present body with its perceptions and thinking is the world, the beginning of the world, the end of the world, and the way of its unbinding. What do you call the world? It seems like a simple question to ask. And we have this sort of concept when we say the, the word world as, oh, our planet, um, our collective society, uh, the culture itself, uh, the interrelationship of all the plants and animals. We could call that the world. And we do commonly call that the world. Sometimes I, I think, <laughs> I think we should be worshiping trees. They're <laughs> kind of a representative of the plant kingdom. And they're the, uh, they're the gatherers of light. They're the, they're the receivers of the sun, along with all the, all the um, minerals and so on that um, started this process of, of being as we know it. What do we call the world? 
So I've been thinking from my travels, I've been thinking how fragile and delicate and intimate and necessary is this, are these connections that we have. And I think we see the, mm, the profound importance and the inter and the uh, and the delicacy of these connections since since this time when we've had to deliberately and intentionally separate ourselves from from our society from our friends and our family But what about the world? This person asked. He said, I'm, Daizan said, I'm just here doing my work. I'm just here planting the field and making rice to eat. What can you say about that? And this guest that came to visit him, this other monk said, well, Aren't you taking into account uh, this vast existence, this, all of the problems in society, the context that we live in? And, and Daizang throws the question right back out and says, what do you call the world? So I think that's going to be my my koan for a while. I'm, uh, I'm by nature quite introverted and um, enjoy my solitude perhaps more than others. And I'm, even so, I'm feeling a kind of a poignant, loneliness or a missing of the of the the kind of matrix of our interbeing the buddha when he when he awakened when he initially awakened uh, according to this geographic description of the story of his awakening. Uh, he didn't, his first teaching, it is said, was not the, the Dhammajaka Padra Sutra, not the turning, the turning of the wheel of the Four Noble Truths, but <clears throat> there, was a, there, was an, there was a statement that preceded it. He said, wonderful, wonderful. I've awakened, I've become awake, I've come here, I've come to be with all beings. So the Buddha, as you probably know the story, the Buddha separated himself from the people he was practicing with and went, went off by himself, went, went to be alone. And he, 
he met his doubts alone and he practiced alone. And yet, when he woke up, when he, when he got it, he didn't say, hey, I'm awakened alone. He said, no, I'm awakened, I'm awakened with all existence. I'm, aw- I, I'm awakened as the world. I'm awakened with, with all beings. And I think we can get that, and we can feel that even more so now that we are, are um, we're being alone in this deliberate way. I, uh, in my travels, I, uh, I was driving both uh, there and back from, from California to Wisconsin, and I, I listened to uh, audiobooks, the books on tape through uh, Libby. And I, uh, the, ta- the, the talk that I was listening to on the way back was from Pema Children. It was um, a series of talks um, are called uh, Be Grateful to Everyone, which is one of the Lojan slogans. She talked, this this series of talks had to do with the Lojan slogans, but uh, around the context of the Lojan top, the slogans um, is this teaching of uh, Tonglen. And some of you may know this teaching of Tonglen. And I, we've talked about it before, I think, here in a few other talks. And uh, I thought this might be a, a time when we could um, very briefly um, touch on this teaching again and this, um, this practice again. And with this practice, um, perhaps um, deliberately connect with... Um, ourselves and with with other beings and uh, in our places. We have, in the Zen tradition, of course, we have uh, we have a very probably I say sometimes um, uh, esteemed uh, formless meditation. Um, Meditation that's not applied to any specific topic or focus. But there are in, in, in Buddhist tradition, not just the Tibetan tradition, but early Buddhist tradition, there's many applied uh, uh, practice traditions. And this is, Tonglen is one of them. And it's, uh, I've done it before. It's very, very effective. So if that's okay with everyone, I, I, and everyone out there in Zoom land, um, I'd like to suggest that we do a little Tonglin practice together. Does that sound okay?
So get get in a comfortable practice uh, position for yourself. We can be still and quiet. And the first, uh, as Pema taught it, um, the first uh, part of of Tonglin, uh, which he calls the flash on bodhicitta, which means uh, coming back to or returning to or reconnecting with your, um, your practice mind. So um, be doing simple shamatha practice where we are simply connecting with our breath, simply breathing in and breathing out, noticing the quality, the texture, the flavor, you could say, the, of our breath, as it comes in and as it comes out. And with that, with that noticing of our breath, being with our breath, we can have a sense of receiving with our inhalation and releasing with our exhalation. Taking in the world with our inhalation, receiving the whole world with our inhalation, and releasing ourselves into the world with our exhalation. settling into this and letting it be very broad and generous breathing in and breathing out now we can bring to mind a uh, a visualization if we'd like Sometimes just the breath, the sensation of breath is enough and visualizations are not needed. But uh, for some people like myself, they're very helpful. Um, my sister who was a, uh, an advanced shataka in the Shambhala tradition uh, taught it to me this way, she said, In, in the taking, in the receiving. Take in what is, and we're going to be taking in what is difficult, what is painful, what is the suffering of others. We're going to be receiving that. She said to, in the receiving to take in as if it as if you're breathing in hot tar breathing in something 
that is dark, maybe sticky or tight or, or, or closed up and, uh, and hot. Um, and breathing out, um, the image sees, we, we came from the North Country where there's lots of snow, so uh, this was an image that she had breathing out cool snow that's kind of blowing away from you as if the wind was behind you and the snow was, was um, blowing out. So breathing out spaciousness where it expands, breathing out um, white, whiteness and coolness, refreshing coolness. So those, those were the images, but uh, some people don't need these images at all. Just the breath, just letting the breath without any images um, or, or might have some other images that, uh, that work for them. So this is, this is a second step, uh, which is uh, just the visualization or the kind of getting a hold of um, the sensation. taking and giving, which is actually what the translation of Tonglen. And the next step is just the focus or the placement. And we're going to go through a couple placements together. Um, let's, let's try. And our first placement is with ourselves. So you can close your eyes if you like doing this. It maybe helps if you're, if you're visualizing. Um, breathing in and breathing out. Just connecting with your breath. And visualize yourself looking in a mirror, looking at yourself. You're just standing there, looking at yourself in the mirror. And now as you look at yourself, standing in the mirror, connecting with your breath, breathing in and breathing out. Take from yourself with your inhalation, what is tight, what is hot, caught in, caught in passion or aggression, what is dark, what is unknown and ignored. With your inhalation, receive it, pull it out, pull it out. Breathe it in. It may be attributes that, of self-judgment that you, parts of yourself that you don't like, the critical of. How you how you ignore something or 
contract away from something. How your buttons get pushed by certain people or circumstances or events. How you're just down on yourself or this or that. All your self-criticism, all your doubt, all your devaluation of yourself. Breathe it out. Pull it out with an in-breath. And then send yourself cool, spacious, spreading light, refreshing, bathing yourself with this out breath, with this exhalation, this healing exhalation. So for a few minutes, let's do that. Sending and receiving to ourselves. Now coming back to just the simple rhythm of our breath. Let's change our focus and place our attention, our focus on uh, some other person that we're, we're, we'd like to help or we're concerned about. A family member, a friend, someone dear to us, someone who is suffering or just confused, um, just unstable at this moment. Someone that, uh, that needs our, our good wish. So let's bring 
bring a person to mind. If you can, visualize them right in front of you as much as you can, as, as you did when you looked in the mirror and saw yourself, see, the, see that person. And now, very carefully and gently apply the same practice of taking and giving with your inhalation and exhalation. Taking what is painful and suffering or confusing or troubling to that person, pulling it away from them with your inhalation. and sending them, sending them love. Sending them your full concern, your full loving concern with each, each exhalation, sending it out to them. And again, coming back to the simple rhythm of our breath, just being with our breath. Breathing in and breathing out. We're going to try and expand this focus from this one person to many, many people and if possible, if you can get, get your head around it to, to everyone, to everything. 
and not just everyone and everything as we know it, but to all the all the threads that connect them, connect these these points of being, all the lacework and connections of inter-involvement and even the past, even our generative impetus from the past, all the beings and processes that made this, this, this present experience come to be and all the potentiality that exists right now that is, will extend, we presume, we hope, we assume, will extend outward into, into the future. So let's extend our vision and gather as if a big embrace, gather all beings, all processes, all forms of existence, all patterns and arrangements of being, like a big, big embrace. And again, very carefully, gently, particularly in the beginning, very subtly, uh, start out slowly, Send and receive. Receive the suffering and the pain and the confusion and the contraction or withdrawal or ignorance, the not knowingness of, of all beings. our inhalation, we take that in, we take in all the suffering of of the world. Remember the world, of the whole world. We take it all in, we breathe in the world. Particularly what is harmful or painful for others. And we send out our loving concern. We send out our healing breath. We extend it as far as we can imagine to all beings and things. Let's try this for a few moments.
Let's come back to a little closer focus and bring to mind those, those persons who are um, in authority in various countries who make decisions that can potentially help or harm uh, us or the planet, various leaders and decision makers. And if we can imagine it, let's pull out from them with our take from them, their their fear, their anxiousness. their tight self-concern, their delusion. Their anger, but mainly their fear. Let's bring those persons to mind and take with our breath Their inhalation, take their fear. Take their anxiousness. And send them our loving concern. Our our healing, loving kindness. With our exhalation. Now slowly and gently come back to those that are close to us. Taking and giving with each breath. And finally back to ourselves. Being very kind to ourselves very forgiving and nurturing to ourselves with with our birth, giving and taking. Was our time.
Well, let's. Uh, I think we've we've eaten up. We've breathed up our our um, talking time. I hope it was a good experience for all of you. Um, I'm going to try and continue my my little mudra or mantra, asking myself, what is the world? Or is this the world? When I meet something, pick up a cup. Or... I invite you to join me with that practice. Give it a try if you like. And I encourage you to um, keep trying this Tonglin practice. Um, sometimes it's hard to do if your mind is too busy. But uh, first, do some some simple shamatha practice, some settling, and then. See what happens uh, with this. Oh, and if, if you'd like to study this further, I highly recommend um, uh, Pema, Pema Children's um, talks, series of talks. Um, they're called uh, Be Grateful to Everyone. Connie's leading us in another teaching from Pema. So Pema is a wonderful teacher, and to hear her, hear her, um, verbally give these talks is, is a real treat. She's a, she's a great, uh, great teacher. So if you'd like to explore this further, um, I recommend that. Thank you for listening to this podcast offered by Jokoji Zen Center. Our Dharma talks are offered free of charge, and this is made possible by the donations we receive. Your support helps us to continue to offer the Dharma. For more information about Jikoji, please visit us on the web at jikoji.org.